It's back to school time. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. More than one million New York City children will soon be returning to school. This is the first time this will happen during a pandemic that has killed more than 620,000 Americans and the availability of a vaccine that to date has been received by more than 200 million Americans over the age of 12. It also comes at a time when Mayor de Blasio keeps insisting that school will be held in person following a year when 80% of the classes were held remotely. Understandably, this leaves for many anxious parents and children. With us today to discuss this is Dr. Alana Stein, a pediatrician with SBH Health System. Welcome, Dr. Stein, and thank you for joining us today in SBH Bronx Health Talk. So let, let's let's start out. Are you are you hearing concerns from your patients' parents? Um, definitely, especially with the Delta variant now going around, a lot of parents are concerned about going back in person. Um, but as long as schools are taking the proper precautions, then um, it's probably going to be a safe thing um, to do. Okay. Um, over the last few weeks since the advent of the Delta variant, are you seeing many kids with more serious uh, health issues? Um, so in our clinic, we haven't seen kids getting COVID due to the Delta variant pretty well um, in general, but there are more kids ending up in the hospital than there were before. Um, and there's something called uh, multi-system inflammatory syndrome, which is kind of like a post-COVID autoimmune um, disease that happens in kids. And we are starting to see that rise again with the increase in cases. Do, do you think the, the parents of your patients are ready to send their kids back to, to inpatient classes? Most of them, I think, are ready. Um, virtual learning was definitely um, hard on not just the kids, but on the parents. A lot of parents had to juggle working from home and also being the teacher for their kids at the same time. Um, and a lot of the kids that were staying at home, not seeing their friends, they were a lot sadder. Um, they weren't having those social interactions and the parents definitely took note of that. So I think um, although there are some concerns, parents are also really excited for kids to go back in person and so are the kids. Is there anything parents can do in preparation for sending their kids back to school? Definitely. Um, so number one is if your kid is 12 or up, get them vaccinated. That vaccine has been proven to be safe. There have been millions of people who have gotten it. There have been multiple clinical trials. So we know it's safe and it's effective. So that's really the best thing you could do to protect your kids. Um, in addition to that, any household members should get vaccinated because that reduces the spread within the household and then potentially giving it to the kid and then them bringing it to school and spreading it. But in addition to that, um, really just teaching kids to wear their masks. Even if a kid is vaccinated, they should be wearing masks inside the school. So there should be universal masking for teachers as well. So parents, even if they're vaccinated and going out, should still model that behavior because if a kid sees their parent wearing their mask, then they're more likely to wear their mask. So modeling the mask wearing behavior is super important. And then another thing is just teaching hand hygiene, which hopefully we've been doing most of this time, but right. just encouraging them to continuously wash their hands, use hand sanitizer. And they can even strap a little like hand sanitizer to their backpack or throw it in their backpack so they have one on them at all times. Um, and then just encouraging them also 
you know, when they sneeze or cough, not to remove their mask, because that's sometimes like a natural reflex that not just kids, but adults want to do too. Um, so doing that, and if for some reason your mask is off, to, you know, sneeze and cough into your arm instead of kind of letting the droplets go everywhere. Is there is there a strategy that parents need to consider to get a three or a four-year-old to keep their mask on during school? Again, modeling behavior is super important because kids do what their parents do. So if a kid sees that their parent is not wearing their mask, it's going to be very unlikely that a kid is going to be wearing their mask. And then, you know, even with that, it still can be kind of difficult. Positive reinforcement works really well in younger kids. So a parent could come up with something like a sticker chart. And like every day that they wear their mask, they get a sticker. And then when they get a certain number of stickers and they get some form of reward at the end. Because kids don't respond well to no. They were, you know, then they want to do something more. Um, they respond more to the positive reinforcement and not just for mask wearing, but in general, the sticker charts work pretty well. Right, right. How, how far away do you think we are from a vaccine for children under 12? Yeah, so this is um, a little bit of speculation because we don't know 100% sure, but what the um, pediatric community is suspecting is that the 5 to 11 age group should get emergency use authorization from the FDA around September. And then for the six months uh, to the five-year age group, looking like November. So that's a expected timeline right now. Obviously, that can be delayed and you know changed, but for now, that's what it's looking like. What, what do you think about a, a vaccine mandate for teachers? Is that some, I know it's something being talked about. Is it a good idea? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a little bit of a difficult question to answer. But in my opinion, I think for the safety of the kids and the teachers, um, I would approve of a vaccine mandate. Um, and, you know, if someone doesn't want to get it, then they don't have to work at that job. They can go somewhere else or, you know, find another job. But really, especially when you think about the kids who are too young to be vaccinated and also immunocompromised children, teachers not being vaccinated puts them at a really high risk. Should immunocompromised children be back to school? So there's a really wide range of what immunocompromised means, and that's different for every child depending on what their disease process is. So I think um, that's really a conversation that should be had with their pediatrician who knows their, their medical diagnosis and their needs. But in general, if they're vaccinated um, and they've been proven to have a response to the vaccine, that's definitely a lot safer for them to go back than if they were unvaccinated. What do you say to parents when it comes to uh, having their kids play sports or extracurricular activities? Is it good to do it or are you cautious about it? Or should they be cautious? So certain you know, sports and activities would be a little bit higher risk than others. Obviously, contact sports like you know, football, where they're like going head to head, would be a little bit more risky. But most of them, I think, could be done pretty safely. Preferably in extracurriculars, they should be spaced out you know, six feet apart continually continue to wear masks in their extracurricular activities, um, continue all of the protocols that would be throughout the normal school day. And they actually um, have made a mandate that any child 12 and up that is going to participate in sports actually is needs to be vaccinated. It's a requirement. So as, again, as long as things are being done safely, um, extracurriculars are a super in part of a kid's like school environment and their psychosocial interactions. So it I think it's something that should be okay if precautions are taken. As a pediatrician, what are you finding was the emotional and mental impact of spending the last year and so many months not in class regularly and, and trying to learn remotely and not seeing their friends? 
Did, did you see it? Was it an issue? Yeah, it was actually, um, for a lot of kids, it was kind of detrimental. Um, a lot of them completely regressed in their academic learning. Um, a lot of the kids are not necessarily going on to the next grade because they, you know, either didn't show up to their virtual classes or they just weren't able to complete the schoolwork. But in addition to the academic aspect, um, you know, the social aspect, school is more than just academics for kids. It's learning how to deal with conflict resolution and having empathy and, you know, interactions with other kids. And that's how they, you know, grow up and become, you know, smarter adults is by interacting with other kids. There's actually over the last year, unfortunately, there's been a lot higher number of kids with depression, anxiety, a lot more suicidal attempts. Um, we've had a lot more hospitalizations for those kind of things. Um, because for a kid, you know, they're friends of their life um, and not being able to see them um, is really hard on them. Yeah. And I guess the parents, like you said earlier, they feel it, too, because they're juggling work responsibilities as well as parental uh, responsibilities. It's got to be very tough. And I'm sure they're sighing with relief that hopefully this works and that it's a full year of in-person classes. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the, the data has shown that school transmission is very low when proper precautions are taken. So, you know, all of the schools have been mandated to have certain types of ventilation. Um, in New York City, um, you know, all the schools are required to have mask mandates. You know, there should be certain uh, cleaning protocols in place. So there's a lot of different ways that we can help out. Um, and if for some reason a parent sees that a school is not doing that, they should bring it up to the school, the Department of Health, and even their pediatrician can maybe help and write a letter um, in order to encourage them to do the, the proper public health precautions. Are you finding in the Bronx that you still have to push parents to get vaccinated and have their kids over 12 vaccinated, or is it an easier sell now? I have to say it's a bit of an easier sell than I expected. Um, a lot of it is just correcting misinformation because with social media, there's so much misinformation circulating. People who have no scientific background or public health background are saying things, and you know, that spreads and that has power. So they hear these things and see these things and understandably so, they believe a lot of it. So every patient that comes into my office, um, even if the child isn't of age to get vaccinated, I discuss COVID vaccinations and I ask the parents, you know, I don't, I don't start giving my speech. I ask them, what are your concerns about it? Or what are your questions? And then I address those concerns and questions. And a lot of the parents have, you know, been a lot more open-minded after having that conversation because they didn't realize that, you know, the truth is what is actually what it is because they've heard all the, the false uh, conversations about it. Right, right. Because I know at, at St. Barbara's Hospital, vaccines are being given across the street at the new health and wellness center, the urgent care center there. And they're averaging like 40 additional vaccines daily now when, you know, three or four months ago it was a handful. So I think that's good news. Hopefully people are getting the message. So people, you know, a lot, a lot of my parents were saying, you know, once it's FDA approved, I'll get it. Um, and now that it is, a lot more people are going out to get it because of that. Right. Well, let's hope, let's hope so. Dr. Stein, uh, thank you for your time today on an issue I know that you're very passionate about. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. For information on services available at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. Until next time.